Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Mark Soloff. Please leave your name and number and I'll get back to you. Mark, you freaking idiots! This is your genius roommate, Dottore. I'm locked out of the pod chamber. Also, on an unrelated note, I swallowed my keys. This is all your fault! Stupid guest, Romancy. Hello? Hello? Bolnaz, my trusty servant. I need you to climb into the pod chamber through the chimney and let me in. Dottore? Dottore, is that you? Dottore Bolordo, man of science. Dottore, help me. I'm stranded on the surface of Mars. Say, didn't you get impaled in the headbasket back in episode 15? Yes, I'm still hanging by the eye socket. <laughs> oh, Bolnaz, you're so nasty. Peace out, Girl Scout. Wait, I'm very dehydrated. Now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Damn it, Dottore, grab a hold of yourself, man. Remember your blood pressure. And anyways, you've gotten yourself out of worse apes than this. I'll just use this as an opportunitoire to have a walk around the block and clear out the old mind colander. <laughs> ah, Chicago in the summer. So picturesque and inviting here in the open streets. Ah, to be another cog in the great wheel of society, surrounded by the huskle and buskle of all the common citizens. Good day, madam. I'm a job interview. Uh, public transit toothed my babies. Hmm, sorry about that. I'm gonna snatch your neck. I'm gonna twerk you to dead. <laughs> um, oh look, coins! Go get it, girl. Well, that was unsavory. Oh, look, a group of civic-minded citizens engaging in a lively debate. <laughs> and we duck into the alley. <laughs> oh, thank heavens. I'm sorry, sir, I thought you were a homeless vagrant, but now that I get a better look at your elaborate glass pipe, I know that you're a street wizard. Hello, wizard. My name is Dottore Bolordo, and I'm locked out of my home for the first time. <laughs> Woo! Oh. Uh, feel better soon. I hope that was just rhubarb. Rhubarb with capillaries in it. Psst. Hey, mister. Over here. Mister? Oh, how quaint. What you mean to say is dottore. It's Italian for dottore. Hey, give me some money. Money? But aren't you just a little uh, spider? A widow spider, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but I just threw all my money away as a diversionary tactic because I'm so brilliant at thoughts. Then give me your dress. Dress? Fuff! These are my scholarly robras. Yeah, give me that. I'm gonna squirt a web on it. No! Drop it, sucker! Or what? Oh, I don't know. Maybe just uh, one, two, three. Break yourself! Poof! Ah, oh, stop it! Ow! No, not in the brisket! Ah, let go of my paws! Attention, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, scientists, brains, and sensory organs of all ages. It is time once again for Blastro Podcast. <laughs> and now your host, that man of science, Dottore. <laughs> Welcome, ow, scientists, to episode 18 of Blastro... Oh. All right, listeners, 
Truth time. Before the regorfing of this episode, I got into a horrible back alley beating by the eight-legged furious feet of a mean-spirited street spider. The fact that he was the size of a peanut is immaterial, girl. The important lesson to remember here is that in a big city like Chicago, even a pillow of the community such as myself can be endangered. But am I going to let this physical challenge keep me shut inside my pod chamber, a prisoner of fear, for the rest of my days? Yes! And now, let's mess today's guest. He is a biological scholar of insects, an Antarctical adventurer, and a comedical player in the scene of Chicago comedy. Coming straight from the secret spires of the Blurry Photos podcast, I bring you the grape, Dave Stecko! Dave! <laughs> and we've arrived at my name. Welcome! Thank you! Say hello to the internet. Hello, internet. Dave, it is a pleasure to have you here. It is a pleasure to be here in this finely crafted pod chamber. Well, thank you! <laughs> Many kobolds died to build the spherical walls in which you are now ensconced! Dave, would you have trouble getting inside? Uh, I walked around it three times and could not find an entrance until I started just pounding on the side of the chamber and then you were kind enough to open the hatch. Open the hatch yeah. Yes. You know, the chimney works as well. I couldn't get up there. I'm not good at climbing. No. Who is these days no. with the economy? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, who are you these days? Uh, these days I'm a podcaster and, uh, and, uh, and an art house employer. Me. You employed Art House? <laughs> you know what? Art Houses need jobs. They do. You know, I have... Uh, you very rarely see on the uh, wanted section of the FBI website, uh, Art Houses listed. Well, they're proud people. The auction industry uh, does not want a handout. It wants a hand up. Oh. And so, you know, I, I, I try to offer that opportunity to them. You give free hand ups? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's legal in, in Chicago. I, yes, there's quite a lot that's legal in Chicago. <laughs> Dave, I, don't, I know nothing about auctions. What is it like to work in the auction industry? It's awesome. Uh, we get to see all kinds of cool stuff. Suits of armor, old swords, glass eyes, beautiful works of art. <laughs> well, I think you could in, encapsulate in, all in of those my, things in, in, under in, the umbrella of beautiful works of art. That was in order of my interest in them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So glass eyes. <laughs> Glass eyes kind of beat works of art sometimes. My idiot roommate Mark Soloff once worked with a woman who had a glass eye, and when the Chicago Bears would play, she had a special eye that was the Bears logo. That's un- That's not fair to do to other people. It was unsettling. Yeah, because people have to stare, and then they feel bad at staring, but she put it in there so that they'd stare. Mm-hmm. Not fair. That's not cool. Not cool. No. We know who you are now. You're a podcaster. Yep. What of podcast are you making? I am a part of Blurry Photos podcast with the oh. very talented David Flora, and uh, we explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored. That's our, our tagline we invented. Are you rappers? Occasionally. <laughs> it has been, we have been known to, to rap. That's a rocket beats. rhyme? Yeah. All that's right. right on time. Is it? Is it hard? Not so hard as tricky. Oh, it's tricky. 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 Here we go. Uh, Dave, you do blurry photographs. Yep. And you talk about conspiracy? Uh, conspiracy, uh, ghosts, the unexplained cryptids. Cryptids. What is a cryptid for my uh, layman audience members? Um, I mean, it, it feels silly having to explain this to you, Dottori, being a man of science. I'm a man of science, but you know what I'm not? What? I'm not a man of pseudoscience. Oh! See, Blaster Podcast attacks the hard world of real science... Through the comic gaze of a misfit clown. Whereas uh, Blurry Fogos likes to investigate not science Correct. through a serious gaze of a harsh judge. 
who happens to be dressed as a clown. Exactly. But he's not funny. No. It's just how he feels comfortable. <laughs> and he's the judge, so he yeah. can make his own... Yeah, who's going to say anything to him? The bailiff? No. <laughs> There's no power but him in that courtroom. That's right. And that courtroom is about judging cryptids. So to answer your question, uh, unknown biological entities on the planet, and they don't have to be uh, fantastical. Even um, uh, recently they found cryptozoologists are finding new species of deer or wolves or frogs. Uh, it's just you'll hear they'll hear mention of a, of a large animal in a really dense area of jungle, and they'll explore that. Sometimes it turns out it's true, sometimes not. We don't talk about those because they're kind of boring. What we talk about are things like, uh, for example, bat squatch. <laughs> what? Yeah, there is a, an actual cryptid called bat squatch. Lives in the uh, the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Seven foot purple hominid with wings that can fly. It's like flying. Sasquatch, like, Batsquatch. Like Man Bat from Batman the Animated Miris. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't... Batsquatch. Man Bat was kind of cool. Man and... Bat was cool. He was like a Jekyll and Hydeman. Yeah. Uh, Batsquatch, I, I don't know if he's got a day job, and I don't know if he's an actual threat to the security of the good working people of Oregon. I think things that don't exist are generally not a threat to security. <laughs> you would think that. <laughs> I don't have. A... <laughs> I, I in my mind, I was finding an example of something that no. Uh, you could say uh, "Worm of the Worlds," the radio broadcast about something that's fake, and people actually yeah. There, there was uh, multiple podcasts, podcasts of it. Uh, there's the one in American, but also there was one in Latin American, and apparently people died in the panic. People do that all the time. Uh, for example, the guy who made up all of that uh, fake research on. Uh, vaccines? Vaccines. Jim Carrey? Yeah. Uh, that guy who made up all the fake research about vaccines, he faked it. All of it. It was all crap science. Really? And now people aren't vaccinating their kids, and whole swaths of kids are getting measles and mumps, and it's it's awful. But Jenny McCartney told me that her kid was affected by vaccines, and Jenny is a playmate. That is true. I'm not one, I'm not going to argue the logic of a playmate. No. They are superior I, beings. I haven't done that kind of work. That, the research. Okay. Not the playmate work. I've done tons of that. You've done a lot of that yeah. work. Yeah. A lot of that. This is going down a dark path. <laughs> if not a dark path, then a dusky, dirty path. Well, you have to wipe your feet regardless. Filfs. You do it with Filfs. your feet? I saw a video of that, but I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess there's money in that. <laughs> Any port in a storm. Dave, <laughs> what you just explained to me, you said Crip Kids can be unknown animals. Yep. So like a, a, a dart a tree frog in rainforest, never mm-hmm. discovered by man before. When they discover it, is it still a cryptid or does it automatically become a regular tid? It's just a regular tid at that point. It makes the transition. But prion to that, it yep. was a crypt kid. Yep. You have to have a cryptozoologist find it. <laughs> As opposed what happens to a, if a regular zoologist finds it? The, they can't even see them. Oh! Yeah, they just walk right by. Huh. Because they're homeless and they choose not to look at them? Exactly. That's the real... I don't want to do the paperwork. That's what the zoologist says. I, I don't have time to help you. I need to go look at that lion over there because people have already done the paperwork on the lion. Well, maybe that's just the problem with Squatch Bat is that he just slipped through the cracks of our harsh capitalist society. It, which is probably why he's slumming it out in the... Maybe he was hanging out. He's just loitering around Eugene, Oregon. and you know. <laughs> Not Eugene Levy? Not, no, Eugene Levy, he's got stuff to do. Yeah, he's got another American Pie video to make. 
That guy. Oh, how the gods have fallen. Pie harder. <laughs> nice. <laughs> David, we know who you are. We know what you do. But how did you even get here? How do you know my idiot roommate Mark Soldenflumpf? I, uh, I moved to Chicago from Colorado seven years ago. Oh. For the purposes of Comedy Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedy I, Times, a famous theater in Chicago. Exactly. And, uh... We do time-based comedy. <laughs> all these springs just went everywhere! <laughs> oh, the watch charlatan bit. <laughs> yep. A classic. classic. Everyone likes that. So you moved from Colorado mm-hmm. to Chicago. Yep. To do Comradois. Yeah. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't enough of that sort of thing in Denver. I love Colorado, but, you know, if you're gonna do comedy, you, get, you come to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. We're fat and funny. Yep. I, uh, I started, uh, uh, training at the Second City and did some, some shows there and some writing shows and... Uh, uh, shortly thereafter, I fell in with the uh, glorious Damascus Steel, of which uh, your ignominious roommate was a mm. member. Yes, Damascus Steel, a c- improv comedy troupe. Yeah, and we, we we had great times, your roommate and I. I had he never mentioned you though. No, he wouldn't. No, <laughs> I told him our studies are secret. You remember that one movie, Apt Pupil? <laughs> There was that time he had, like, the, the hand-shaped choke b- bruise on his neck, and yeah. he said that he ran into a doorknob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I, used to have these, I used to have these choky doorknobs on my office. <laughs> they were cryptids. The choke knobs. <laughs> he did the choke knobs, and he never saw them. He didn't, he didn't see them because he didn't believe. That's right. That was his problem. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to slap them around to prove that they existed. Oh, that might be enough of what you had seen. David Scarecrow. That's me. You do comedies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have done improv? I have. You have done standoff? I have. I tried it. It's uh, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. That's good. Yeah, it's it's a good time. It's 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 harder than improv because if no one laughs, it's just straight up your fault because mm-hmm. you had plenty of time to, to work it out. Well, let's not forget the fault of God. That's true. Who has a hand in all of our mortal affairs. I can't believe I forgot to blame God. <laughs> That's what science is for. <laughs> yes. All right, so you do comedy, you yep. do all sorts of interesting podcasts. Yeah. The burly photos. So many. Burly, burly photos. <laughs> so many. And you have a regular schedule. You crank those fuckers out. Yeah. On the regs. Yeah, every, every week, every Tuesday afternoon it comes out. Blaster Podcast is a slower to, uh, to, to drain process. It needs to be put into a pressure cooker and then an auto-calf. Mm-hmm. And then it needs centrifuge. And then I need someone who knows how to internet to send it out there. Yeah. Then there's the, the, the distillation process. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you put the podcast out too early, you'll go blind and die. You will. Yeah. It's denatured in yeah. its natural form. Strangely enough, that's wood podcast. <laughs> That'll kill you. You know, hobos used to listen yeah. to my podcast just to try to get off on it. And <laughs> in the early days, when we weren't quite so quality control minded. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Now we have to filter it. Thanks, big government. Yeah. Thanks, O'Balmond. <laughs> uh, so the answer to your question is yes. Yes? Mm-hmm. You do come out with it on the regs. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, uh, David Flora does, does what well, I'd say, most of that work, but that would be a lie. He does all of that work. <laughs> he does the editing and the interneting. Uh, I think I've even said this before, that if, if I were to die, the podcast will keep going. If David Flora were to die... That's it. I, have, I wouldn't even know what to do. Whoa. Yeah. Now we know how to bring down the great <laughs> empire of the David. That's right. Interesting. I have a very different audience than you do. <laughs> Yours is all helpful, harmless foil hat wearers 
Mine is angry scientists with revolutionary ideals. Oh, see, I would like some of that. Angry scientists? Yeah, with revolutionary ideals. You can have some of our tinfoilists. <laughs> Maybe we could do a cross-collabo promotion. I like it. I don't care what you like. <laughs> I'm my own man. Immaterial. <laughs> Moving on. Dave? Yes. Dave? That's me. Dave. All of us. Today, we're not here to talk about Cribsons. We're not here to talk about Klezmers. Mm-mm. We're here to talk about Shaolin Kung Fu. Whatcha? Ah! But Dave. Yes. You must understand, being a man of science and learning, I can't simply ask you about a subject unless I know that you have been properly primed. So prepare yourself, Dave. The Ten Chambers. For the episode 18, all about Shaolin Kung Fu Lightning Round Review! I'm prepared. All right. I've stared at a candle for the last 18 hours. I'm sharpened and focused. <laughs> I was wondering what that, what that clouding in your cornea was all about. <laughs> Shouldn't have stared so close. Uh, Dave! Yes? You know how this works? No. I'm going to ask you a question, okay. and then you answer to the best of your ability. I will do that. Here we go. Question number one. Which of New Bjork's five burumphs was given the nickname Shaolin by the Wu-Tang Clem? Uh, that would be uh, Lower Bronx Hatton. Correct! One of my favorite Hattons. Mm-hmm. Question number two. Yes. Villain the Blunk. According to legend, a monk named Bodhidharma is said to have blanked a hole into the wall of a cave. Punched. Correct! Question number three. Why does man punch with a closed fish, but kick with an open fist? Personal preference? Correct. Question number four. Monkey style and mantis style are two examples of what? Eating. Correct. Question number five. Civil unrest resulted in the birding of the Shaolin Temple many times. Which begs the question, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pimp? Eighteen. Correct. (laughs) Question number six. Which one of these world religions does the Shaolin's monks practice? Buddhism? Judaism, or tiki tiki tembo noso rembo cherry berry ruchi pipiri pembo rism? Uh, all three. They're very incorporating. Correct! They are very open-minded. Yes. Dave, congratulamos! You have passed Whew. the Chamber of Secrets! Your reward is inner peace, which you have to reward yourself with. <laughs> Every single day for eternity. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Look, times are tough in the pod chamber. We don't have the ditty bags anymore. It was like a, like a puppy you gave me that I have to feed now. Yeah. Not really much of a gift. Well. It is a puppy. It is a puppy. So. And you can use those for warmth in the winter. Or food. Oh, Dave. Oh, I wouldn't. I like dogs too much. Dave. Yes. Break it down for us. What is Shaolin Kung Fu all aboard? It is a very old Chinese system of fighting that started. Ancient Chinese fighting, eh? And quite secretive. What? Yep. So you get the whole thing. Uh, no, it's it's very old. It was uh, started by uh, monks who were actually getting really fat and out of shape. And uh, as you mentioned, a gentleman named Bodhidharma uh, came to them, taught them uh, basic exercise. And over time, that, that evolved into the, uh, the Shaolin fighting styles of Kung Fu. And they used it to defend themselves and the uh, people that they were, they were protecting. Now... My idiot roommate, Monk Soloft, uses elliptical runner. Mm-hmm. How could that morph into elliptical fighter? I don't see the evolution. I'm going to actually put a, uh, a trademark on the phrase elliptical fighter. Oh, damn it! <laughs> That's my money now. You got my video game franchise. <laughs> uh, just over time, they, uh, they became more fit, and then they wanted to fight getting... shit. <laughs> right. Once you're in good shape, you just have to punch things. Yeah. They used it to defend themselves because, uh, because people gave to the monks 
they were seen, especially when the when during times of extreme impoverishment, they were a, a target. They were, could be robbed. And as history has proven, there's always money in religion. Yeah. So uh, to defend themselves, they uh, they added to their already uh, existing physical uh, training uh, fighting systems that they started to develop themselves. And uh, and it just branched. There are so many different styles uh, under Shaolin Kung Fu now. Why so many smiles? Uh, it, because it's so old. Uh, and it's very regionalized. Um, there's a northern fist and southern fist. The, the, some of the mountain... I prefer the southern fist. Hey, what you doing, Nick? Because it gets itchy down there. Yeah. Iching. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite activity to do. Because it gets itching down there. <laughs> so northern fist... Southern Fist. Yeah. Uh, there, then the, the animal styles. Crane, tiger, mantis. Uh, dragon. Kind yeah, of yeah. a shaky thing, in my opinion. Well, no. I mean, they all the dragons died in the training process. We're left only with the, uh, the fighting techniques that are left. <laughs> so they, they, they harvested real-life dragons. It was unfortunate. And they said, dragons, we're going to practice dragon style on you and kill them all. Yeah. Well, that's how you prove that you know it. If you can beat a dragon with dragon style, I mean... Okay, that adds up. Yeah. Are you sure they weren't just using, like, alligators? <laughs> I don't think they had any. No? Well, because they, again, killed the alligators formulating alligator style. Okay, let me take a, tan- a tangerine on you. Okay. I don't understand how a Buddhist sect could create so many violent art forms. Uh, the violence was used for self-defense and the protection of the people around them. Mm. They weren't marauding, and they were extremely secretive with who they taught this to, who had access to the secrets of Shaolin. Um, it was it was very closely guarded. So, like, the mannequin Skyhumper shows up at their gates and goes, I want to learn the ways of you! <laughs> and they go, nope, yeah. I'm too old for the training. Yep, get, get, get walking. No thanks. Get walking. Yeah, that's what they'd say. You mean the act of walking? Yeah. I was imagining... Uh, get Christopher walking yeah, in here. Yeah, get him on the phone. He'll teach you how to mess <laughs> someone up. Hey. He will beat you with a toaster, like Dennis Leary in Suicide Kings. I never saw that. You might enjoy it. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, it's a gritty drama. <laughs> with a gritty voice to describe <laughs> it. I'm sorry, whenever I try to use adjectives, my uh, entire body morphs into them. Hey, that's that's commitment. It's because I was cursed by a watch. <laughs> that's pretty. I got a funny, funny uh, improv bit about that. I learned. Really? Yeah. It's all, all you know. It's old time thing. And it's old hat. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone's heard it. Maybe it's time has come again. Oh! Okay, I haven't had much juice lately, so let's <laughs> move on. What is the difference between Shaolin and the other martial arts? Uh, Shaolin Kung Fu, I mean, in my opinion, is it's it's the I, I consider it to be the most thorough of the fighting arts, and I, I also would say that for a lot of fighting arts, especially in uh, Asia, it's the foundation. Uh, even um, the uh, Japanese characters for karate, um, they changed them in the 20th century, but they used to stand for China Hand. Whoa. And they, they <laughs> don't shake a Chinese guy's hand because <laughs> that's karate. Um, yeah, it's the oldest uh, Asian fighting system, and it's and it's just kind of per- pervasively moved through. And in each area, 
of even within i mean china is a very large area so even that's why there's so many different um uh, styles of kung fu within the country and then that leaves the borders it goes to other areas in uh, asia and people develop their own fighting systems i mean they were the Native Americans had fighting systems. What? Uh, Western Europe had amazing martial arts that what? people are discovering right now. The the difference being that um, in the Asian cultures, they were taught as part of their intrinsic culture. So the, the their fighting systems uh, survived the invention of the firearm. And in Western uh, Western Europe, the minute guns came out, it wasn't so important how good you were with a sword or how to fight with two daggers. Um, and so, but the big difference is that uh, in Western Europe is a much more uh, literate culture as opposed to a, an oral culture. Western hey. Europe, there are, <laughs> I see what you're going there. They have so many books and manuals on old uh, French and Italian fighting styles that people right now are going through and actually rediscovering European martial arts huh. that existed. Well, I know, because I'm from Italy, you see. Oh, see? I'm a dottore. Of the of the clan Bellardo, <clears throat> yes, the Bellardo, the men of Bellardo. <laughs> we live up to our name in that it is the Italian word for fat, <laughs> and that's a heavy burden <laughs> to place upon your child. Uh, you know, it's easier nowadays now that I live in America, mm-hmm. where vegetables are fried, where you're thin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm comparatively thin compared to your average Chicago train dweller. Um, sorry, CTA. Oh, should have expanded your seats. Uh. You know what? I think I forgot to ask. Dave, why am I asking you about Shaolin Kung Fu? What do you know about it? You're an improviser and a crypto antiquitist. That's a great question. Thank you. Uh, I was a uh, Shaolin Kung Fu instructor in wow? Denver. Mm-hmm. In Denver? Yeah, before I moved here. I, uh, I trained for years. And uh, yeah, I, I worked at the, the glorious Chinese Shaolin Center Um I trained, uh, I, I learned Kung Fu from uh, Elder Masters Sharon and David Sword, who learned it from Grandmaster Sin Quan Tay, who learned it from Great Grandmaster Yi Chang Ming, who learned it from the founder of our order, Great Great Grandmaster Sukong Daijin. Well, you said a lot of words, so yeah. I believe you. Yeah, that's how, that's how you sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and in a nice crossover, our Great Great Grandmaster, the founder of our order, Sukong Daijin, um, was a hirsute. He was covered entirely in hair. His parents, thinking uh, him to be a demon, abandoned him on the steps of the uh, the temple. Whoa. And so he was raised his entire life inside the temple, and that's how he was able to devote his entire life to training in Kung Fu. He was like a cryptid. He was like a cryptid. He was a wolf boy. He was a yeti man. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How's that for full circle? Couldn't they have shaved him? I think they had the techniques, but <laughs> Didn't his, they have that technology. He was he was so good that no one could get close enough with the razor. That's right. Mm-hmm. He would be like an attacker, and they're like, "No, I'm a barber." Cut. He was something of a prodigy, actually. Uh, Shaolin Kung Fu had uh, ten uh, ten disciplines, and they had a monk in charge of each one. Um, but he was actually able to master all ten disciplines himself. Oh, and this is not now. I've watched videos on U boots. This is not an easy thing to do. No. I've seen they have these little six-year-old kids moving their heads around in ways that would break a traditional six-year-old's neck. Yeah, breaking bricks on their foreheads. And pun- punching into sacks of beans mm-hmm. for long periods of time until the pain is unbearable so you deaden the nerves in your fingers. Yep. And holding bowls of water upon your arms and head until you can't stand it anymore. Yep, in the horse stance, absolutely. That is... Oh, oh, seems so... 
hurdy. It is hurdy at first. We do all of our push-ups on our knuckles. Oh. So you do get, I mean, you get some good calluses going and you don't feel as much in your knuckles as you used to. Um, it's not quite so extreme as the actual Shaolin monks go through. I mean, we all have jobs. Right. You don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. every morning. <laughs> to haul buckets of water up 300 stairs. Yes. But no, it's, uh, they, it's, it's a terrific fighting system. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I haven't been in a fight per se, I don't think, in, since I was in sixth grade. I was a bouncer for a while, but that doesn't count. I'm a bouncer all the time. <laughs> it's easy, Dave. <laughs> Just with the right diet. Just let the gravity do the work. <laughs> so you are not only a scholar it, but you're also a fighter it. If I really had to, I'd prefer not to. I mean, you trained others to be weapons of minimum destruction. <laughs> <laughs> of regional merit. <laughs> weapons yeah, of yeah. less destruction. Yeah, they, they, they were menacing to people in their cubicle, I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel if somebody uh, came at you with like a, a ponji stick, you would know how to deflounder yourself? I think so. I think so. I've, I've, had, I've had one altercation in Chicago oh. since I moved here. Uh, it was actually the night that I met your ignominious roommate, Mark Soloff. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing an improv show, me and two girls, uh, yes. and we had rented a theater, mm. and Damascus Steel was, uh, was also performing with us that night. And I was on my way to the theater... And I was waiting on the corner to get a cab, and there was this guy who was just clearly drunk out of his mind, and he was yelling at these women at a bus stop, and and I, like, the women were clearly trying to ignore him, and I was like, you don't know this guy, do you? And they said no, and I was like, get out of here, man. Oh. Just leave him alone. Your Kill Bill fight siren went off. <laughs> no, I, I, I just was like, get out of here, man. You don't need to, just leave him alone. And he was, he kept punching this tree that was next to him, and... And he started just ranting at me. Sure. I mean, the federal government can't stop me. I make my own decisions. You're not a guy in charge of me. And it, finally, he had—he was like, you can't tell Sami what to do. You're not a cop. You can't. And he stopped because he said, and then, and then his brain caught up that I'm not a cop. He really can do whatever he wants. Oh. And at that moment, he <laughs> one arm came up and he lunged toward me to, to throw a punch. And I was able to uh, kick him. In the oh, solar plexus. What? In the solar plexus? Like, that's not, high up in the chest uh, article. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Not, uh, the the, lo- the, the uh, right lunar under, plexus. The lunar plexus. Right under the solar plexus. I just wanted to knock the wind out of him. And it was, it was perfect. It was one kick. It was, it was, I was proud of it because it incapacitated without injuring. So you just knocked the wind out of him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most people who are not trained in the martial arts are not going to be able to get a kick in, especially as a defensive maneuver. Most people, I feel like, are going to think to use their fists first, and then if a guy falls down, you can kick him. I, I think so. I think what I think what any martial arts training does is it teaches you that you you can you that you can kick, you can use your body in all these ways. You cannot act out of terror or reflex. That you can actually calmly make a decision quickly for the best effect. Like when my roommate plays Mass Effect and has to make a decision as to whether to shoot the Krogan or save his species. Exactly. You don't have a lot of time. You've just got to choose and then collect your Paragon points. Oh, you guys have a lot in common. (laughs) You should do improv together. That's a good idea. We'll give it a shot. He's not allowed. Oh. Now he works for me. (laughs) He's mine now. That's right. (laughs) Just look at that hand-shaped welt on his neck. (laughs) Did that answer your question? (laughs) 
<laughs> no kicks necessary. Well, that's a really uh, uh, harrowing tale. Uh, you know what? It was it was a really quick thing, and I think that that guy had already kicked up some problems elsewhere because not ten seconds later, a cop car came by going very slowly. Yeah. And I said, uh, that guy's being violent. That guy, that guy who had just kicked to the ground, <laughs> who was now gasping for air, yeah. he's a real maniac. He's going to... Well, uh, he is a maniac. Well, the, the women were still at the bus stop to kind of back up my story. Now, there. let me ask you this. Hmm. Did they panties fall out? I had to move so quickly. <laughs> you had to kick them. No, I was, I was running late for the show, and I just asked the cop. I was like, hey, can I, can I go? I'm, I'm late. I have to be at this theater the soon. The show must go on, yeah. sir. Yeah, so I jumped in the cab and left. I never had to fill out any paperwork or anything. Oh, wow. Well, so. that's good that you didn't have to get in the system. Right. Because Barack Obama keeps tabs on all kickers. Man. He loves me. soccer because he's not from the U.S. That's right. <laughs> Just ask my mom. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we're getting off tack. Why do you think Shaolin Fun Fu is so famous as a style of fighting? Uh, because it, uh, when you combine 2,000 years of, of history and training with the mystery of them not letting anyone do it. And yeah, then, the exclusivity. Mm-hmm. The velvet rope. And then when they let the monks... I mean, if, if they travel occasionally so you can see them perform... Uh, it's phenomenal the things that they can do that they've they've devoted their their lives to 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 performing these amazing maneuvers and techniques and it's something few people on the whole planet can do it's fascinating it is an inspirado in that it shows you what the human body is capable of exactly and i i i i i love it it's it's so fascinating there's so much depth to it you could Study it forever. I never, I never studied it to to learn how to to hurt somebody. I learned it because it's so huge, it's so vast. You could study it forever and and keep finding new uh, areas to explore and things to try and new training and it's just endless. That's why I study World of Warcraft. Yeah, see, always patching it, <laughs> always patching it. But both of us, have, I'm passionate about World of Warcraft. <laughs> Dave, you have been a fair and balanced just today. And for that, thou shalt be rewarded. Thank you, Detore. But no reward is necessary. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Poppy Crotch! Delvind, the thing that you fail to undersee is that I've invited you to my show with an inferior motive. So prepare yourself for Mortal Kombat! Moose, 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 moose. Beef, 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 medallion. Beef, 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 medallion. Beef, 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 medallion. Hochard beans and rice. Moose. You want to sing it with me? Yes, I do. Okay, here we go. Moose, 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 moose. Beef, 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 medallion. Beef, 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 medallion. Beef, 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 medallion. Hochata beans and rice. Moose. (laughs) Once every generation, I assemble ten of warriors to a remote island to participate in a fighting competition of mythical proportions. If you win, the Earth Realm will remain intact. If you lose, then the entire Earth gets porked with hammers by the evil forces of the elf world. And you expect me to fight in this tournament? No, Mr. Stecco, I expect you to die. Wait, now, now you're trying to fight me? That's right! Well, what about the tournament? What about the tournament? The one you just told me about. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> Bog my memory. Uh, you called it something alarmingly similar to Mortal Kombat. Oh, no, I remember. Mortal Kombat! Moose, 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 moose. Beef, 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 medallion. Beef, 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 medallion. Beef, 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 medallion. Horse out of beans and rice. Moose! Huh, huh. Oh yeah, flip kick, huh. hand block, huh. fruit punch Please stop, you're gonna break something I'm going to break my record, flawless rectory 
seriously not. I, I really don't want to hurt you. Well, I don't want to get your punched up head on my carpet, so I'm going to high punch you into the spiky ceiling! Is that what's holding all those pieces of ham up there? Don't try to distract me with food, Kampai. I crave only for the hors d'oeuvres of vengeance. Vengeance for what? Because you were on my show that one time! You invited me! That's right, an invitation. To death! Hey! My sword! Okay, first of all, this sword is a yardstick with a cardboard tube taped to the bottom. It's called a hilt, you rube. Ouch! You brought that upon yourself. I'll kill you! Why, I oughta... See how I'm holding you at arm's length? That's not even kung fu. Then it's cheating! Seriously, Dottori, what's gotten into you? Why are you being so violent? Sexual frustration. All right, I think we're done here. One more round! Nope, that was the last round. Final round. Dave wins. Finish him. What? Podchamber, you're alive! No thanks to you, you fucking nonce. I never fixed the software after it broke on our trip to Mars. Right. Come on then, lad. Chop chop. Well, you heard the man. Wait, wait! Don't chop my head off! It's a rental! Oh, I wouldn't dream of decapitating you, Dottori. No, I'm gonna give you a little treat. Something you're gonna remember for a long, long time. I'm going to unleash the most devastating move that has ever been performed by the human hand. Not the face! Oh yes, right in the face. Prepare your soul with a pizza slice! Pizza party! Moose, 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 beef, 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 medallions, beef, 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 medallions, beef, 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 medallions, for shot of beans rice, moose! Dave, there's something that we gotta do before the show ends. You know what time it is? Uh, I think it's time for plugs, right? It's time for puns! Oh, puns! Yes! We're back in the old familiar territory of the blurry photos pun session. Yes! You guys do puns. Every episode. Every episode. And it's puntastical! It is. It's it's pretty punny. And I, being a man of science, mm-hmm. if I have seen farther than others, it's because I've stood on the shoulders of giants. And you are my giant. <laughs> I will be your giant. <laughs> I will be your father figure. <laughs> <laughs> Just put your tiny hand in mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> this tiny hand is reserved for the neck of my roommate. <laughs> you know, this has been a really abusive kind of episode. I'm not trying to engorge such things. Yeah, a lot of talk of, of wailing on things. So kids, if you're out there and your teacher is throttling you around by your neck like a comedy rubber chicken, maybe find a new teacher. Yep. Switch schools. Only thing you can do. Or become a Shaolin munch and grow stone neck. That's right. That's the next oh, evolution. The stone neck technique. The stone neck technique. So, uh, Dave, it's yes. time for puns. Let, let us pun forth. We're going to punish each other oh. with some puns. I'm going to pull mine up. You're not allowed to look at the screen, so it doesn't ruin it. Now, you are the jest. Would you care to go first with your Shaolin-related puns? I, I seed the first to you. I hate seeds. I eat meats. <laughs> I meet the first to you. Well, thank you. That's very uh, delicious of you. All right, prepare yourself. The first punderloin. <clears throat> uh, now you know. Uh, they can't see this. I'm uh, adjusting my fake tie. <laughs> a la Rodney Danger Jones. Uh, you know, monks uh, at the Shaolin Temple, they aren't all business, Dave. Uh, historians claim there was a dance form uh, mm-hmm. popular in the temple uh, originating in the 1920s. Shaolin Hop. Oh, nice. Whoa. I like that. Thank you. All right. Uh, did you know that um, recently Hollywood has started to develop its own fighting arts? No. Nope. And uh, no one has uh, been more prolific in this than... Um, improviser and comedian uh jane lynch uh so she's created shao lynch kung fu which uh which actually is the brutal verbal assault uh of sarcasm 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that is an honorable discharge you made into my ears. <laughs> but prepare your bow for a secondary assault. <laughs> you know, legend says uh-huh. uh, that the creator of Shaolin Kung Fu wasn't allowed to enter the temple for years. Uh, so he sat facing a cave wall uh, for that whole time. Eventually, the monks of the temple let him in because they couldn't stand all that Bodhi drama. Gazoinkle! <laughs> <laughs> Dwing! Uh, you know, the the history of the, the Shaolin Order has a lot of hiccups in it. Um, at some points, they went down one path or another. They had the eight drunken immortals. They also had oh. a lot of the internal fighting arts, but also the animal arts. Yeah. And for one, for a time, it was thought that the, the best path was to focus solely on feline attack strategies. Sure. Uh, and which would give rise to Miaolin Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well done. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, there's a little bit of a problem. You're not going to see many women, as we mentioned, uh, studying in the Shaolin Temple uh, because their religion, they're dudists. Oh, that was quick. They're dudists. <laughs> the Camp Town Races sing a song. <laughs> oh, the Duda Day. Uh, I have a product. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All it's, right, I'm buying. Uh, it is... Uh, because a lot of times the, the monks wouldn't get enough protein in their diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's cow food brand beef products. <laughs> cow food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's beef patties for, for monks. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be very popular. You, ton of money. Tiny money. <laughs> I've already invested everything up front. So it's just going to just come right back to me. It's a good idea. Yeah. The monks love beef patties. <laughs> well, they, I'm sure they would. Yeah. They would be so desperate for it. It would torture them. <laughs> you know, funny story. Uh, there is a technique of extracting unnecessary parts of yourself uh, through discipline uh, in this uh, Shaolin Kung Fu training. Uh, apparently, intense spinning motions and removal of moisture uh, are all important, important aspects of uh, the study of Shaolin Oh. That's a laundry humor, Dave. I see where that's going. All right. I'm new at this. <laughs> that's the, the, the key to uh, punning is to, to you just you just swing the bat and then walk away. That's what you do. You your just get to drop the mic. Yeah. Your job is not to see where the ball lands. All right. It's just to swing the bat. All right. I got one more for you. I All got right, one bring final. It. Are bring you, it. Are bring you it ready home. for this? This might redeem me. Okay. In the 1980s, uh, the temple actually sent a team of mercenaries to travel through the United States in a van. These fighters would often construct improvised weapons or Mm -hmm. devices to overcome adversity. The most unpredictable of them was known as Shaolin Mad Murdoch. That is a perfect pun to wrap it up. Full points. Dismunt. (laughs) 80s reference and kung fu. Mm -hmm. There's a reason nobody messes with Dottori Bellorda. There is, and that's they can't find me. But if they could find me, still that. Right, they wouldn't mess with me. No. Nothing can stop the blob. <laughs> Except for uh, atherosclerosis and coronary artery yeah. disease. Yeah, enlarged heart. Mm-hmm. That'll get you. Gout. <laughs> Gout. Too many organ meats. Sandwich fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dilated rectum. <laughs> Sand tusk. Uh, you know, I have a lot of health issues now that I list them. Wiggle tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Floating tattoo. Oh, yeah. Dave, 
We did the puns. We did them. You know, I bet the show's over. Yeah, that's probably it. But if I bet that the show is over, I'd be losing that bet because it's time for plugs. plugs. It's time for plugs. It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs. Give me a hug. Right now. Don't give me a hug. Okay. You passed your first lesson. <laughs> Don't hug Detore. You know, I just realized with you and David Flora on your podcast, you guys are talented improvisers. There's a lot of yes anding. When you deal with the Torre, there's a lot of no and <laughs> but. <Yeah>, no, no <laughs> I come from a different school. David, it's time for plugs. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah. Uh, I would like to plug the Blurry Photos podcast. What is that? I've never heard of it. It's magnificent. It's uh, our podcast. It's blurryphotos.org. Bloody pornos. <laughs> Bloody pornos. <laughs> slurry, slurry pornos. <laughs> slurry, slurry pornos. Yeah, Blurry Photos. It's a great podcast. We have a ton of fun. Uh, we are on iTunes. We're the only Blurry Photos to be found there. And on the web, you're .org, not yep. .com. That's right. So we will never make money. Okay. Ever, never, ever. Is that a thing? I don't know. You can make money on an org. Can you? Yeah. Then we'll make tons of money. Yay. Thank you for your money. Yeah, so please check us out. Write us emails. We got the Twitters. We got all that stuff. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, We are blurry underscore photos. Do you write out underscore? Yep. That's the whole word. (laughs) We could have just done the symbol, but we decided to write out blurry underscore photos. We're trying to uh, appeal to a more literate listener. Mm Mm-hmm. Or literal listener. Literal. Literal. Littler listeners. We want small listeners. We want literaler. You start when they're small, Mm -hmm. and then they grow into big listeners. That's right. Huge, Belordo-esque listeners. Your podcast is safe for children. You beep out the bloops. We do beep out the bloops. I replace regular words with swears. (laughs) I I remove the word cake and replace it with swears. Uh, I wouldn't say it's safe for children. Just, I mean, we managed to get fairly filthy without uttering a swear word. That's a skill. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's the quality that we bring to the table. (laughs) Getting through the old metal detector there. Observe Blurry Photos. Yes. I uh, subscribe to it on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Check out their web presence, blurryphotos.org. Check them out on Twitter, blurry mm-hmm. underscore photos. Anything else blurry photos related? No, that is it. Wrong! One thing that we forgot to mention, Friday, September 20th, at midnight, Dave and Dave Flora are going to be live performing at Comedy Sports as special guests on the show Talk Hard. Tickets are $10, $5 if you saw the 10 p.m. Comedy Sports show before then, and you can call for reservations at 888-440-6403. Once again, the Davids are going to be live on Talk Hard Friday, September 20th at the Comedy Sports Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Maybe you should support yourself by supporting them. Well, Dave, those plugs have been informative. I hope so. But they're nothing compared to the amazing power of Tutorial's plugs! So, talented, lovely listeners, please subscribe to Blaster Podcast if you haven't already. You can find it on Stitcher. You can go directly to it and listen to individual episodes at blastropodcast.com. And I would love it if you would make communion with me on my Twitter handle, which is AskDetore. Uh, A-S-K-D-O-T-T-O-R-E. Also, I would like to extend a great big thank you to the Parsec Awards. Uh, I don't know if you guys followed Detore News, um, but recently the podcasting award for speculative sci-fi, uh, Parsecs, uh, gave Detore an award for comedy parody podcast. He was honored, and he is me. And he's furious that they think it was a parody. <laughs> I know, this is, <laughs> this is a real legitimate educational science program. <laughs> 
That's all right. They'll get it right next year. So, Dave, our, our hour draws to a close. Oh, such sweet, sweet sorrow. Are you ready to huff the exit gas? <laughs> I am. All right. Just secure that over your face. There we go. It smells like old hamburgers. It does. That's the secret of Dottore's special blend. <laughs> Goodbye, Dave. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Oh. <laughs> and may angels sing you <laughs> to your rest. <clears throat> All right, boys. Get on the carving knives. <laughs> it's time for some cow foo burgers. <laughs> beef, 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 Dottore. What are you looking at, asshole? <laughs> <laughs>